final stretch in Pericute test. We Vechain Yisro Mitzad Atzmo. So so far we've been explaining why Tzipora was a, such a perfect match for Moshe Rabbeinu. In addition to that, Yisro himself Afalgav Shehaya over the Vodozora Yeshli Yisro Shaychus LeMoshe. Yisrael served every single Avodah there was to be served. That's a very strange behavior. He literally went around and served every Avodah uh, he didn't just settle in on one like everybody else. Yeah? over the Vodozora Pratis, they usually, they go and they serve a particular God. Why is that? A person feels a certain um, connection to certain things, right? Like the, like the Navi gives to Chacha to Klausrel that, you know, that, that uh, we abandon Hashem, that even... Idol worshippers, if they worship the sun, you know, the fire, so they don't go and worship the water, or if they worship the water, they don't go to worship the fire, right? Even though water puts out fire, so water seems to be stronger than the fire, doesn't make a difference. This is their god. They belong to the fire cult, right? So it may not be the strongest of all those are out there, but uh, but, but it's theirs. Right, that's the one they belong to, so they're gonna stick to it, right? So it's uh, a they they have a certain connection to to one particular idol, but Yisro over here, he's not locked into any particular Vodozor. He's going around uh, trying all of them. Aval Yisro, Hayamuchan. Laavod Koach Kadosh, who Eloke Hayelokim Kol Hakol. But Yisro, obviously, we see over here that he is looking to serve the ultimate power. That's why he's going around and he's serving this God and that God and that God and that God because he's not happy to just find his little. Um, you know, we'll use the 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 marshal that the Rambam uses in the beginning of Hilchos Avodah right? That they, they said, of course, we know that there's a king, but the king is very hard to get through to, right? He's a very busy man, um, lots of demands on him, uh, on, on his time and his favors. So I'll just talk to one of his advisors, right? So it means there's a certain facet, a certain manifestation of Hashem's power. So, uh, and, and they're going to just tap into that one power. It may not be as good as the whole thing, but at least it's, it's a special channel I have. But Yisro is trying this channel and that channel and that channel. He's trying all the channels, which means he's really trying to get to what? To the middle point that all these channels point to, which is the Elokei Elokim, the, the, the God of all gods, the, sor- the source of all powers. Yeah? Um... Over the Achas, 
That's why he couldn't just settle on one particular Vodozorah. So each one serving his own Koach. Hashem is really the one that powers the whole system, right? The, both the sun and the sea. And the stars, they all get their power from Hashem. He wasn't happy to just settle into one avoda. Aval haya oved el kulum haya choshev lo. So he was serving all of them because that's what's fit for him. When you have the, when you put all of them together, what you have is the source of all of them. He was not, he didn't, his neshama was such that he wasn't going to be happy with one particular Avodah I should say. So now you understand, now you should know from this why Moshe is Davka marrying the daughter of Yisro. It's a Moshe, the very large equivalent factor between Yisro and Moshe. There is similarity in this regard. That they were a kolel type of a person. They were they were very very broad. Yisro coming from the Goisha side of things, very broad, encompassing every wisdom and pathway that the that the Ovdevodozara had. Shall Yisro dvekus bekolkali vekolzem ramzu chachamim hamitim. Yodea Sifune Torah. So he's saying that Chazal alluded to all of this by the fact that they told us that Yisro had seven names. Shamru Sheva Shmos Hayala Yisro. It's not a coincidence. Yisro had seven names. Moshe Rabbeinu had seven names. Right? Why, why would a person have seven names? Kize Hora Al Shahayabo. This is an indication that he had a predisposition to all-encompassing connection to Hashem, right? So, seven names means that he has seven different facts. A name is a unique relationship that... A person has with the world. Seven names means he had all seven relationships. Right? Which means to a certain extent he was a man of all names. Once I tell you he has seven names, it means he has a name for every category. Right? So there's gonna be a part of him is gonna be able to relate to every type of Jew and every type of Avodos Hashem. 
ribushmos kemoshe moral hachana klalis. So this is similar to Moshe Rabbeinu. Ve'ez ba'elcha zivug Moshe shelo yikshelcha. By now it has been explained to you the shidduch of Moshe Rabbeinu that it shouldn't be difficult for you. Ki akol hu be'emes u'be'yosher be'prat dvorim ke'ele she'enim ra'uim l'yos b'mikra. So everything makes sense, but especially, especially, especially such big things, Moshe Rabbeinu, his wife, his zivug, that is going to, that has to work out perfectly because there we're even we're going to be able to see the Ashgach on that. Okay, Ad Khan Perakut test. Any questions? Good. Okay, starting Perak Chof. Vayaka Moshe Vyoshiam. So Moshe. Sorry, Rabbi, one yeah. question. Sorry, I'm going to annoy everybody. Um, no problem. The Maharal made a point to be Machalik, sorry, to, to, to show how different Sipora was from the base of Biha. And then he comes in at the end and gives Yusra this massive compliment that he's connected, Kolel, all the right Koychos, all this. So what, what am I missing? Aha. You're saying, let, let's take a step back. So Ezra's asking, Sipora, why is she called Sipora? Shetihira called Beisaviha Kedama Sipor, like the blood of a bird, right? She, and, and the Maral explained to us that she was someone who was not engrossed in physicality, right? Let's just remind ourselves, we had two Pshatim, Maral gave us two explanations why specifically it was the blood of a bird. Number one, is that her own physicality was light in movement, means the physicality itself was was a goof tahor, right? And number two is that it has it has a strong life force. It's 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 a it's a tzipor chaya, which uh, which has to be which which um, um, so much so that it even flies in the air, right? So so uh, th- those are the two. That it has a light goof, which means not it's not engrossed in physicality, and it has a powerful source of life. That's why its blood has to be covered up when you shecht it. So, um, and that's why she was able to bring life to the dead Mitsora, right? The, the the bird, just like the bird's blood is used to revive the Mitsora, the person who has Tsaras and uh, is to a certain extent considered dead. That's what she did to her father's house. So, so I was just asking, wait a second. Now it sounds like we're saying Yisro was a very, very good person. He was a big, big, big tzaddik, right? So, why is Zipporah having to purify the house of her father as if it was the house of the dead? Is that, is that the I don't point? know if he said, he, I don't think he said Yisro was a big tzaddik. I, he said he had the appropriate kochos. Right, so exactly, there we are. Okay, so, right. perfect, perfect. So, so I think that's going to be the answer right there. It means Yisro was... Like as I just said, Yisro was a person who had kohos. He was a person that, uh, that that you could see from the way, even though he was living an erroneous life, right? He was living a life of of, of being engrossed in the Zara. But but if you observe carefully how 
that Avodazora, you know, looked what um, how he was so he was the broadest thinking over the Avodazora out there, right? He was a, a revolutionary in in Avodazora of of uh, of um, being non-denominational, right? What that tells us that he is predisposed to um, ultimately coming to Yiddishkeit, right? But not but, but not to deny the fact that it took his daughter, who never fell into these things really, right? She was kind of she was the 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 pure one in the family that was metahir the whole family. She. You know, uh, helped to bring everything from its, you know, pot- potential, which was as of yet engrossed in Avodazara, and she helped to bring all that out to life. And she was the key to unlock all that power that Yusuf had. It's like the story of Reish Lakish, how he was, he had this tremendous power and revealed him and recognized he could use it for Torah. Like, Israel here had all this koach, but he's using it for the wrong thing. So, but he had the potential then to produce Zipporah. Right, right. Yeah. Right, and Zipporah kind of came, obviously came out of, she was Israel's daughter, now by coincidence. And specifically, right, Zipporah is going to be the link between Yisrael and Moshe Rabbeinu, as we spoke out. Um, you know, shame, shame the Arizal some time ago that um, you know that Moshe was the Gilgul of Hevel, Yisro was the Gilgul of the Neshama of Kain, and Sipora was a Gilgul of the extra twin sister that Hevel was born with that Kain killed him over so he could take her away from him. Which is, so that was the that was the Hashavas Akzela that. Kain had to return to Hevel his his uh, his zivu, right? So that means there's something that Yisro had by him that really belonged to Moshe, and that acted as a bridge, as a hook to help Yisro connect to Moshe Rabbeinu, right? He became close to Moshe through that, right? So he was a person who, he was in the Shom of Kain, it's obviously a very big thing, right, whatever that means, that's why he's Koin Midian, he's the worshipping all the Avodah but he's got in his house something that's, you know, that, that's really so pure, that's so out of this world, is the highest part, you know, is the purest part of Yisro, that, that will allow him to connect up to Moshe Rabbeinu and to the Torah. Something like that. Can I ask one question before we move on? <clears throat> we, we, we covered why Moshe had to marry somebody who was not from Israel. He had to marry someone from the outside. And on top of that, now we just explained why Zipporah was a, due to her qualities, was a good link to Yisro because she was Metaher, his house, and she was like a unique, unique exception. She had like style, nice, nice, nice qualities. But were, were, is there anything about Sipora herself that allows her to be Mashpia onto the 
cloud in the same way Moshe is? Or is the element about Zipporah only the fact that she's an outsider? Um, sorry, you, you're saying... Uh, what what role did, did Zipporah play, Lamaisa? What, what did she... What did she bring to the table in the end of the day? Yeah, what would the, would there, would, were Tzipora's unique characteristics that we've talked about in this chapter, was that something that Moshe or Hashem arranged so that she would be mashpia onto the klal, the same way Moshe is? Or it was Stam, just nice minos that she had, that allowed her to tahir Yisro's house? So first of all, I don't see, um, I don't see in the morale over here. That I don't see in the just in, in the straightforward reading of the Chumash story or uh, the Sipora being a mashpia on Klal Israel. I'm not, I'm not seeing her as a big mashpia. Okay. Um, what she is doing is that she is. A, she is a Mechabelos, she's a Zivug for Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? Until he, until he can no longer have a Zivug and he is Nizdabeg only with the, with the Shechina, right? But in the beginning she was, she was the Zivug for Moshe Rabbeinu. Um, so it means she brought him a certain level of completion. Uh, the the completion is um, obviously what what she brought to the table to to the to the marriage to the relationship was unique in that she was not coming from Klausel. she was bringing something unique. What exactly was that uniqueness? I think that's what you're asking. Yeah, I mean, what why? Why might Sipora as opposed to any other yours? So clearly, Sipora is the uh, a, a Gioris of the highest sort. Me, number one, her father is someone who is coin median and has seven names and served all the Avodozara, which means she's coming from a Kolel, from a Tsura HaKolelos. From the side of uh, of the of the goyim, and on top of that, she's the part that's most readily convertible. She's the part that's most readily um, removable f- from being engrossed in those things. So on the one hand, the only completion Moshe Rabbeinu is going to get is going to be from the goyim. So he's getting a broadness of spirit of understanding that there's an entire world with 70 nations out there and that is coming from a part of those 70 nations which is on the one hand it's coming from Yisro who is the top priest of the nations so that's helping me that, that I'm getting a sample from all the nations at once. And it's the purest part of all of them 
So I'm not I'm not not getting uh, I'm not getting tainted over here. That's so it's 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 gonna have to stay general like this. It's gonna have to stay vague like that, right? Because the, the, we don't know what specifically she did, but um, it was. But the point is that you know, just conceptually, any giyoras that would come to Moshe Rabbeinu, we, we we don't want just a giyoras from one nation. We want to a certain extent a giyoras from all the nations, right? So the daughter of Yisro. Who is who worshipped all the idols? So then, to a certain extent, means you're getting something from all of them at once, and yet you're getting getting the sepur. You're getting the purest part of that. Yeah, I guess one follow-up question just on, on Yisro. When when we're um, identifying that he seems to be a um, a sampler, a um, Deletons of all these different Avodazaros are reading that as a well he, wouldn't have, he was never satisfied with either one of them because he was ultimately looking for God which is like a very positive thing or we're reading this as like no he was so debased that no one particular Avodazaros that satisfied him and so therefore the, the flip when he went to Yiddishkeit was uh, was either like a oh a natural next step or was it was like a uh Wow, what a massive, massive change. Like well, I, how, how much first, I want to point out to you that he was Porsche from Avodah Zorah before he ever went to Yiddishkeit. He was Porsche from Avodah Zorah before he met Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay. Right? Rashi brings okay. that he... That he okay. um, but you want to know before that... Yeah, this this this, this jumping around from Avodah Zorah's is... I would you read this as a indication of Yisro's debasedness? Or his truth-seekingness. It, it could be both. I mean to say, it's not debasedness, so to speak. It's it was he was indeed. Let's say before he was porish from it all. Let's say he was deeply engrossed in it. Yeah, it's not that he was always just unsatisfied and just kind of miserable and never really. And he was the co-median. He was the top guy. But the fact that he was simultaneously able to. Connect, you know, play the piano on all the. How many octaves are there in the piano again? Seven. The the fact that he was able to play on all the seven octaves, that shows you that to a certain extent he was always, even at the time that he was doing it, he was right there. He was 100% in, right? But the fact that he was. Serving all of them, that really does indicate that it was always about the Koach And so when the switch happened, so then it all turned to a realization that none of it is true. So reading that he was like unsatisfied... With all nope. the No. Nope. No, I mean, he, he, he was, he was Gishmak, it was awesome, but he was, he was, there was a Sasha, there was a indication from his moving on to all these different Avodazaras that he was looking for a, this, this energy, this drive for Kolel. Right. It's the same thing that Moshe is doing. So we're not, we're not necessarily reading this as like, oh, there's a pinball yid here, and he's just, you know, jumping around from Hinduism to Buddhism to 
Christianity, Islam. He wasn't jumping around. He was he was worshiping all of them at once. He was he was an expert and he wasn't leaving them behind. Mm-hmm. He was finding uh, you know he was he was doing it all together. I'll say that. No, it's like uh, Shaquille O'Neal once said to Rabbi Lim, "I'm a connoisseur of religion." Connoisseur of religion. Shaquille O'Neal said what? Shaquille O'Neal said that's right. Wait, sorry. Shaquille O'Neal met Rabbi Lim. Long story. Okay. So, and, and, and in that moment, he said, "I'm a connoisseur of religions." Yes. Yeah. He he must be he must be the next coin medium. <laughs> now we shall have to find out if he if he has seven daughters. Okay. Good. Yeah. So. So. Okay. Oh, thanks. That's, that's clarifying. So it, it's not. It's not. What we're saying like, oh, he was searching and he just wasn't satisfied. No, no, no. He was. He was. He was doing all of them at the same time, which means there's a certain. It's not like he's moving one to the other to the other. It's all a, unbelievable the power. Unbelievable power. But you see that there's a there's like a, there's a, there's a colloidal kind of energy to thrive that that from that exactly. flips that towards 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 Jewish guy like and, and Moshe and that's. Exactly. Okay. exactly. Before yeah. Yiddishkeit, first he first he just first he just flipped to monotheism all by himself, right? I mean, to a certain extent, he was like a pioneer, like Avram Avinu, right? How many other monotheists were there? There was some Jews in Egypt who most of them were very far gone from Yiddishkeit, and Yisro by himself discovered that that's not the way. Okay, here we go. Perik Chav. Vayaka Moshe Vayushian. Moshe stood up and he saved them. Melamed Shea Moshe Yoshev Aleim Bedin. What is this extra word? Moshe stood up. Midrash is bothered by the stood up. So stood up means that he had been sitting. Why is Dora stressing to us that he had been sitting? Means he sat to judge the shepherds. And then, once he finished judging, he made his ruling, then he stood up and saved them. This was not just an emotional reaction. This was a response to a intellectual legal ruling that he had issued. Kedayan Hamisorer Lasos Maisa, like a judge who decides that this is the right thing to do, and then that arouses the emotions to go ahead and do the action. Kasher Yira Be'enav When he sees with his eyes the perversion and the lie. So, perhaps we can say, first of all, Kipshuto, in a simple way, is... If you imagine, before the Midrash, yeah? He stood up and he saved them. I would say, 
in my mind, that generates a picture of an absolute resolve. Meaning, did you say he saved them? It's like he kind of snuck over and like hit one of the shepherds and, and, you know, he was a little bit unsure, but he hit him anyway. And then the shepherds all got scared and they ran away and Baruch Hashem worked out that he saved them. Right? But when you describe to me that he stood up and he saved them, it means he stood up, he took his pitcher of water he'd been drinking, he smashed it on the floor, he marched over to there and he, right, he punched the guy right in the nose. Right means to say, there's a, there's a there's a his orus to there's an absolute his orus to to din to judgment. This is this is completely inappropriate. That's what I mean. I'm not I'm not going to stand for this. Right, and on a deeper level, what does that mean when a person does that? When a person says, I'm I'm going to stand up against this type of uh, tyranny. Right? What does it mean to stand up against it? It means that first you've sat and thought about it. Right? Nowadays everyone is not going to stand for anything, but they're not willing to sit for anything either. Right? First you have to sit and think, and then once you've judged, then you can stand up and say, I've decided that this is completely inappropriate, I have to stand up against this. Right? So that's what we're being told over here. Moshe Rabbeinu, it wasn't just a coincidental um, action or a half-whimsical, half-hearted action that he did. It was a standing up for justice that he felt was being trampled upon. So he sat in judgment. He decided this absolutely wrong. He stood up against it and he took action. Is this story when the mystery was hitting the, the Jew? No, no, no this, 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 is, uh, this is when the shepherds were, were abusing uh, Yisro's daughters. What was there to think about? Um, so it was a bunch of barbarians and abusing some young girls. Well... What makes you think they were barbarians? They were following the instructions of the country, weren't they? Yisro had been excommunicated. Rashi explains that Yisro had been excommunicated. He'd been put into Nidui, right? And the and the the shepherds were potentially the, the shepherds. The midrash says were saying that you have to you have to get out of here. You're not you're not allowed to be. Sharing without water, you don't. You're not allowed to be uh, to be here. Okay, didn't know that, Rashi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Old Dukta Kuzal, Bumilas Vayushian. Secondly, the word he and he saved them. The Havilamutov Vietzilam. A language of Hatzalah, of of saving. Yoshia is salvation. Shechein Amru, Bnos Yisro, Ish Hitzilanu. That's a simple way of saying it. Right? That when later on, when they tell the story over to their father, they say, an Egyptian man, referring to Moshe Rabbeinu, he saved us. What does it mean he was 
there he it was a salvation. Alkiloshan Tishua Boal Chuagdola Yosemin Atsala, meaning Atsala is a Atsala fighters, they come, the guy's choking on his steak, they they do the Heimlich maneuver, steak comes out of the mouth, uh, out of the trachea, I should say, and that's it, you're back to business, right? Uh, we're looking for Yeshua, Klaus are waiting for a salvation, that's not just a temporary being pulled out of a difficult situation, that's a, a whole change in the way we're living. Yeah? So what was the salvation that was, was happening over here? If they were just kind of harassing them a little bit, it's a pretty big word. So Marl is going to bring us a, a drush from Chazal. Ladas Rabbi Alazer, but also Rabbi Yosia clearly. Shiratul asos lahem, dover shall gilu rise. They were it wasn't they weren't just harassing them. They weren't just you know pushing them around and chasing them away from the water. They were looking to. Um, Assault them in, in, uh, sexually. So he saved the, so he saved their soul, right? A woman who is violated, it's not just oh you know like let's just get her some bandages and everything's going to be okay. There's a emotional destruction that takes place. Right, so he saved the nefesh shaloyavo alav chait that there shouldn't be a sin that comes upon it, meaning there's a spiritual scar that develops as a result of such a thing. Alternatively, they were they weren't just. Assaulting them, they had thrown them into the water. Sheshlihu osam haroyim lemaim veoshi osam. So they threw them in the water; they were drowning. And Moshe Rabbeinu saved them. Is that Rabbi Shalom, guys? A quick question: Just some shot in the prior uh, opinion. He says. If you would want to be cute, you're cute anyway. You don't have to do that. 
you say you say if you if you wanted to like practice your practice your uh, your mispunctuations. I remember we we spoke once about um, Lot when he threw his daughter offered to throw his daughters out. Yeah. Just to protect the shamas of the of the gang that had. I never said that. I never said that. There's, you're thinking about somebody else. I mean, we never discussed it. You, you said you said that if he compared it to violating a man, violating a woman wouldn't be as bad, right? But not to say that the, the, he's concerned for the rishoyim. He's concerned for the bad thing that's going to happen to the victim. Grammatically, you should say "alehem" then, right? Not "alav." Right. No, it was Hoshim. Yeah, but I mean, it's just yeah. It means it's written in singular, so I'm just curious. But that, what that, the, the, no, whatever. He saved them, the the the, the girls, right? The Yoshian female with a nun in the end over there. He saved the girls from the shepherds. Which is bothered why it doesn't say Vihitsilan? Why is it Vyoshian? Such a strong right, language. With the, with the bar also says Shalom Yahu Allah. And the Nefesh. So it's written in the singular because it's a Nefesh? Yeah, he's explaining that either Nefesh or the Guf, right? The next option is the Rabbonans say that there was a Tushua Saguf, it was a salvation of the body. Right, so was it the salvation of the nefesh or the salvation of the goof? Okay. Okay. Um, and by the way, right? So uh, Maral doesn't doesn't have to bother to even tell us this, but so for us for being saved from being violated, so the Torah does use a language of of Moshia, right? Like the pasuk says that if a man um, violates. Anara Hamurasa in the field, Ve'ain Moshia La, and there is no savior to her. Right? So we see that the Torah does use the language of Moshia for a salvation from, from a, uh, a Hurban of the Nefesh like that. Right? So this is not just some barbarians kicking some girls around and harassing them. This was either a salvation of the soul or salvation of the body. Kizeh nikra tushua lehoshia osam min hamisa. So this is also uh, from a certain death already that they're in the water, they're drowning. That's also called a salvation. Because of ze afal gav. She ata ein chidush kol kach she Moshe Rabbeinu alav shalom Moshiach osam shekvar marnu lecha she kol inyan she ayal Moshe ein ruui she davar mikra vim hayadavar mikra im kain haisa hagulu b'mikra as we said before that. Every part of the story has to ring true because it's all building up towards the ultimate salvation. So nothing's going to be coincidental over here with Moshe Rabbeinu. Shere lo haya mechui of Moshe Rabbeinu alav shalom 
לעשות דבר זה להם ולהושיע אותם בזה שהרי אפשר להם להשקוס אחר הרועים. ואם כן, היה דבר זה שהושיע להם דבר שאינו הכרחי. So he's saying, but I was asking now a little bit of a step three question. Why is it important? Why does the Pesach have to explain to me that you should know that he sat in judgment and that he felt that this was completely unacceptable and he saved them, right? So Noah said, what do you mean? It's pretty obvious. You guys are a bunch of barbarians pushing around little girls. You walk over there and you, and you, and you protect them. Right? So we're all saying, no, no, no. Because that would be, that would not be consistent to, to tell us that that's how Moshe Rabbeinu met his zivuk, that that's what Moshe Rabbeinu did. That wouldn't be, that would not be absolute enough. Everything must be ironclad. And if it's just that the girls are trying to get to the water and the shepherds are throwing rocks at them, okay. So... <coughs> Back away, go to a different well, or wait until the shepherds leave and then come again. Whatever it may be, if that's all that would be happening, then the whole intervention that Moshe Rabbeinu does, and that's how he meets his wife, and that's how he meets Yisro, and that's how he ultimately comes to shepherd by the mountain of God, and everything that happens would all be the result of the fact that he got involved in something he really didn't have to get involved in. He decided to be cavalier. Right? Uh, the knight in shining armor. But whereas, if we say that, no, 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 this was absolutely without question, Moshe Rabbeinu had to get involved. Because this was, what was happening here was a, these shepherds were doing something terrible to these girls. So then, Moshe Rabbeinu had to get involved and so, so then, it had to be that he would save Tzipora, and so then it had to be that he would come into the house of Yisro, etc., etc. So that's what, that's what the Maral is telling us, that in the background over here, Chazal Darshan for us, the Pasuk, he's telling to us, why is the Pasuk so concerned to make these diyukim, to say these things, not just to give you a richer story, but it's to explain to you why Moshe Rabbeinu had to get involved. Does that make sense? Oh, I see we're running out of time. Let me just see if I can get to a good stopping place. Okay. So now it has to be this way. Now, and what's the, okay, so next time we'll discuss, I'll stop here. Next time we'll discuss, so what is the machlekes between Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim? What the shepherds were doing is a classic maral. He does this a bunch of times. He does this by machlekes Rabbi Shmuel. When, when in the Haggadah of Pesach, Poskim Bugnus, that we open up with our disparagement, do we talk about 
Avadim Hayinu Lepar B'Mitzrayim, or of the Avodah Zorah Hayinu, there's going to be a similar thing. So it's going to be a, a type of a Machloikas is going to appear many times in, uh, the, 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 when the Maral explains Machloikas Chazal. So we'll pick up from Vidas, uh, Lildas Rabbi Alazar. Okay? Can you summarize quickly? Um, everybody else can drop off once. Okay, um, thank you so much. Have a good day. If you have a good day. Have 30 seconds. Yeah. Why exactly are we so medayak in this if the, if the situation is so passionate? You explain it, but I don't, I don't understand what you said. No, we're saying that, saying that if it would be that um, there were, the, the shepherds were just you know, throwing some rocks at them and pushing them around, right? So then, uh, Moshe Ben didn't really have to get involved. Right? Because they were left. They could have left. They could have, they could have gone to another well. They could have, they could have waited. They could have, you know, just bow, just bow out. Just, just, just take... Just take the take take the smack in the you know in the back of the head and just just walk away, apologize, and it'll be okay, right? So Moshe doesn't have to get involved. So there's going to be a mikra, the fact that he did get involved, and the fact that he ultimately ends up marrying Sipora and and becoming the son-in-law of Yisro. That's all going to be coincidence because it didn't have to go that way. But if it would be the the shepherds are drowning them. So then, of course, Moshe has to take action. What well, he, he has no choice. So then, it's muhrach that he's gonna that he's gonna get involved. And it's muhrach. Oh, oh, I see. So it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. What we're saying is that the reason why we're talking on this word is, is is to warn the idea. This is this is happenstance. It's no. This this is this is design. It's not. Well, I, I would say it's not that the reason that that's the reason why we're being medag the words. Because I'm being medag the words because the words are there. But the Torah is telling you those right. words so that you should know that the Shidduch of Moshe Rabbeinu was divinely arranged. Yeah, it was not divinely arranged as evidenced by the fact that the things the shepherds were doing to the girls was not something simple. It was something that was... The Moshe Rabbeinu had to get involved in. He had to get... I mean to say, <coughs> if you're just walking by a, a, a hookah bar in Ben Yehuda and you decide to walk in there, and that's where you meet your wife, we have some things to talk about. But, uh, but, but, but besides that, right, it means the shidduch was a muhach. But that's if... I met my wife. <laughs> okay, as I will... Was, uh, was it hookah bar, actually? Uh, no, it's a regular bar. Rabbi Stein, whenever he would give the, like, you know, you meet your wife in a bar, she would raise her hand. Like, uh, Stress that it was basically Hashem literally took Moshe Rabbeinu and you know kind of dragged him over to Sipor and said, "Here you are. This is for you." And so we, we yeah, the, the connotations of the verse that it was like a deliberation is. Moshe is looking at this, and he's deliberating. Oh, Hashem sent this to me. No, he's no. looking at this, and he's saying, "Oh, no matter what, even if I have to endanger my life, I must save them because what these shepherds are doing is completely inappropriate." So, so the deliberation is—it's a judgment. He's saying, 
I, the judge, ruled that the shepherd should be killed. They're rolled from them. They're trying to kill these girls. I, mu- I must take action. I'm obligated as a human being. So, what, what was deliberation? I mean, oh, deliberation, 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 deliberation doesn't mean over here that, uh, you know, it was like a nine to three split in the jury, you know, like it was like. Okay. Deliberation means that he said, that he, that he said in his mind, I am obligated as a human being to intervene. So, okay, so, we're not, how's, how's this not Mikra? I'm obligated, I'm obligated, how's that Mikra? I'm obligated. So, because the Chiyuv, he realizes, because, because of the Chiyuv that he understands he is now beholden to, to fulfill. Right. So, that's it. So, now, so that's how he met Sipora. He, there was no two ways about it. There was no possibility to just say, okay, fine, whatever, it'll work itself out. Okay. 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 Thank you. Uh, um